0: Welcome to another episode of In Moments Like These with David Graham. David is a speaker, author, businessman, former pastor, and founding director of Youth of a Mission Montana. We believe that God is at work, constantly tugging at our hearts, working in and through relationship around us. Join us as we dive into a new devotional, as David shares a lifetime of personal moments and hopes to inspire you to see God the Father at work in your own moments. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of In Moments Like These.
1: This story begins around noon on a late October day in 1983, exactly 40 years ago, when two good friends and I began a 350-mile drive from our Flathead Valley hometown of Kalispell to the little town of Malta in eastern Montana for one night and then one day of deer hunting. Leaving the Flathead Valley on US Highway 2 to reach the east side of the state means that you'll be driving completely up and over the famous Rocky Mountains. During the drive, you will view the rapid flow of the Middle Fork River on the left side of the highway. This beautiful river serves as the southern boundary of majestic Glacier National Park. On the right side of the highway, you'll pass by and view the northern edge of three spectacular wilderness areas. In other words, you'll be encountering some of the most glorious landscape in the lower United States. And the sweeping views will continue as you drive over Marias Pass, the Continental Divide, and then begin the descent into an entirely different world. After our descent, and for the rest of that bright and sunny October day, U.S. Highway 2, also known as the Highline Trail, would lead us on through the wide open farmlands, ranch lands, and vast prairie lands that rest peacefully under the big sky of eastern Montana until finally reaching our destination. We arrived at Malta about 6 p.m., found a modest motel, and then a highly recommended cafe where we would enjoy a hometown meal. And then for another hour or more, we just talked about God mostly. It was a very meaningful time. Just before nightfall, we were back at the motel to get some much needed sleep before rising early in the morning. And the early morning came quickly. And just after sunrise, we shared a quick breakfast at the same cafe. Before then heading for our truck, we had been given special permission to hunt on a massive ranch, one made up of multiple sections, multiple square miles. From Malta, we took a dirt road about 10 miles directly south of the town to get to that ranch's entrance, where we crossed over its cattle guard and through its huge gate. About 30 minutes later, the three of us were out of our truck strapping on our gear and rifles and then, as planned, separating to hike out alone in three different directions, far into the rugged and brushy terrain of the immense ranch land in front of us. I'll never forget the experience I'll tell you more about it in a minute. But first, I want to take you back again to Psalm 91 to get to the heart of today's message. As you may recall, I started with the first two verses of this special Psalm in a recent episode we called Resting in a Shelter. Do you remember these words from King David? Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. In that episode, I shared about my recent resting time in the shelter of the Most High, during and after a series of radiation treatments. Then I shared about my dear wife, Kathy, and her lengthy time in his shelter many years earlier, during and after her near-death experience with a rare and deadly autoimmune disease. Kathy's shelter time included an amazing moment when she was fully enveloped in what she described as God's liquid love, followed hours later by a manifestation of an angel that was sitting in the hospital room with her. And it was at that point in my message that I shared these verses from Psalm 91, 9 through 11. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, No evil will conquer you, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. Yes, there's no better place, no safer place, no greater healing or restoring place than in the shelter of the Most High God. Note those words, healing place, restoring place. Our loving God heals and restores us because he loves us. But there's a second reason that he heals and restores us. He wants each of us to come out of His shelter with a new emboldened attitude about our God-given authority as one of His sons and daughters, and with a new confident readiness to take action as one of His kingdom soldiers. Dear friend, let's catch some attitude here as we hear about the authority God has given us. 1 John 4, 4, Dear children, you belong to God and have overcome those people, those with the spirit of the Antichrist. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. 2 Corinthians 10.4 For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but we have divine power to destroy strongholds. James 4.7 Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the enemy, and he will flee. He will run away from you. Ephesians 6.10, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Dear friend, our holy commander in chief is calling on us to understand the authority is given us and to carry a new attitude before we're called upon to take action. Do you remember the words David spoke to Goliath in 1 Samuel 45? Quote, Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down, and I'll cut off your head. Whoa, now that is attitude, followed by action under the authority of our God. And with that said, I'll finish my hunting story from 40 years ago. As I've said before, I'm not a deer hunter at heart. In fact, I've only hunted deer a half dozen times in my lifetime. Hmm, I feed peanuts to deer these days, out my back door. But on that day in 1982, I was hunting only because my dear friends asked me over and over to go with him. So I was there because of them, And all was good as I walked alone further and further, eventually miles away from the truck and my dear friends. And I made a good effort to be a respectable hunter on that day. I walked the highlands and the lower lands, the coolies as the Eastern Montanans call them, deep and wide brushy ditches where deer and coyotes sometimes take cover. I did see deer, plenty of them, but they were always way out of range and usually on the run. And of course, I was okay with that because something else was going on deep inside my soul and spirit. As was often the case, whether it was during a night alone in the forest or when sitting alone on a riverbank, I was feeling more and more empowered by the presence of God With each and every step I took, I thought about our café conversation of the night before, and now God was speaking to me about that, and many other things. And, as I often do, I thanked Him for His faithfulness, for all that He had done for my family and me. And on that walk, I once again voiced my trust in Him to lead me and to carry me further. You know, I would have never imagined in those moments that in only two short years ahead, a vivid dream from ten years past would finally come true and I would become the pioneering director of YWAM Montana. About an hour or so into my hunt, or, or more specifically my walk with gun, I rounded the corner of a small hill and, on the other side of it, I was totally surprised to discover an extremely old farmhouse an old homestead, if you will, standing there in front of me. Actually, it it was barely standing. To this day, I've never seen another one quite like it. Its doors and windows were boarded up with weathered planks of wood that themselves looked like they were 150 years old. After staring at the old place for a while, I decided to take a short rest. So I sat down on the first of three rickety wooden steps that led up to the front porch. I set my rifle down and I began to ponder over the meaning of my hunting day and over the new empowerment that I was feeling. Suddenly, without warning, something very unusual happened. A rattlesnake, a deadly venomous snake, one that is well known for ending the lives of many country folk throughout Montana's history, slithered out from under the porch steps right between my legs and started racing away. As suddenly as the snake appeared, I felt a sudden inner compulsion, as if I was commanded to take action. And in less than a second, I bolted to my feet and I ran at top speed after the thing. Seconds later, I stomped on its head until it was dead. Now, this may sound strange. I would understand if you thought differently. But I truly think that the snake that day on my hunting trip may have been no ordinary snake. I honestly thought, then and now, of that experience as a spiritual challenge of sorts. It was as if something evil was trying to create a disturbance in my soul. But actually, I believe it was an event God allowed for my good. Before the disturbance, God had given me an attitude one that gave me the strength to take action. And I believe that experience served as a preparation for moments to come in the years ahead of me. I'll close by returning to Psalm 91 to read the last four verses of the chapter. It says this, You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life. And I will give them my salvation. And finally, from Jesus himself to all his followers, Luke 10, 19, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. Dear friend, Jesus gave us the authority to walk on this earth without fear. To walk in the strength of his might. Let's stand firm on that truth together. Let's have that attitude and let's be ready for action. I love you, my friend, and our Father does too. Dear Lord Jesus, risen Savior, give my dear friend and me the strength of your might. Give us your attitude and make us ready for action. Let it be.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of In Moments Like These with David Graham. And we hope that this podcast and this episode can be another tool and resource to help you in this walk of faith. If this podcast has made a difference in your life, we would love to hear from you. Visit us online at InMomentsLikeThese.com. That's InMomentsLikeThese.com.